0: i oh, Signum Crucis, Tenimicis Gnosis, Libera Nos, Deus noster, Domine Patris et et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here. That you see me Do you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I beg your pardon for my sins. And the grace to spend this time of prayer fruitfully. Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, may God and angel intercede for me. <clears throat> Yesterday, we were contemplating the need of sacrifice to make progress in your struggle, in our struggle to please God in everything we do. We continue that line. Because the Lord tells us in the gospel clearly that whoever wants to go after him must renounce himself, take up his cross, and follow me, he said. This command seems harsh. We person might think that he is imposing a burden on us, but an order is not a burden when it's given by one who helps in carrying out. This is the first consideration that when the Lord encourages us, tells us that we have to fight, that we have to try, that we have to begin, he has authority to say so because he's going to take the biggest part of the burden. He's going to do it with his grace. What a great consolation. I fight a little, even though it looks to me a lot, but the Lord takes more. He died himself in the cross for us, for for you and me when we were in sin. You see, on top of the tabernacle in this place, there is a little decoration of the pelican covered there. It's a Ancient uh, meat or non sequitur that the pelican, when feels that the children, the little birds are hungry, and the pelican does not find food, hurts itself in the chest with the beak to bleed. And, and then the children drink from, from the blood of the mother. Probably it was founded that yes, the pelican opened the, the huge beak and the children put the f- head inside and eat. It's a normal way of eating. But in the case of Jesus, a Christian in ancient times have used it to, to signify the Eucharist. The Lord dies himself to feed us as a simile. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. And the second thing is that the second consideration, the first is that he is taking all the burden of this process. And second is, we are going what he is. So he's not telling us, hey, you go ahead, you go ahead, I'll go later there, no, I'll follow you. No is telling us, come to me. Go through the process that I have gone previously. It's not an explored country. It's rather stepping in his footprints, we might say, with full consciousness. We must follow him. Therefore, there is no cause for despair. Yes, by ourselves, we can do nothing. But we have Christ's promise, his fortitude in us, which is the grace of God, and his example. He has gone ahead of us. We have to identify ourselves with him, copy his attitude, his inner attitude. Heaven was, happiness was beyond our reach before he ascended there. But now, since we are his members, is accessible. Should we despair of arriving there ourselves? Is our head is there? It's true. Still, we had to go through many afflictions and suffer fear in this world. But the Lord is there, and nothing, and no one can take him from there because he is God. And he seated at the right hand of his father, of our father. So therefore, he went ahead, marking the road and marking the style that we have to use in our race, in our walking. We ought to walk as he walk. Yes. You want to follow Christ? Then copy from him. What should I copy? Everything. But let's begin with two simple things that we have to keep in mind. First, his humility. You want to walk? Walk with Two legs. The first leg is humility. The humility of Jesus Christ. He even said it. Learn from me who am meek and humble of heart. So he expressly said it. There's no excuse to doubt it. He was humble we should not look at the, his lowering himself as, as as shameful. No, he put himself down, but he reached the highest glory because he is God from the very beginning. He was exalted. He was, his dignity was recognized. Of course he was always God, never stopped being God. You want to look at him eye to eye, begin putting forward your best foot, <laughs> And your best foot, first of all, is that of humility. This is how we have to begin walking along this road, this royal highway that leads to heaven. But two feet are necessary to run along this highway. Humility. And the second is charity. Once you have put forward humility, now you have to advance in charity. Charity is love. Love of God and love for the others. Everyone who wants to reach the top, let him take the first step of humility. Let him follow with that of charity. Humility and charity. In between is our entire life. We will find resistance on every side, but we have to continue walking. We may be opposed, mocked, even persecuted. Yeah, it happened. Therefore, take up his cross without delay. If you want to follow Christ, which is the only way to advance, endure injuries, fulfill the Lord's command continuously, forward. When the person has these two principles, or go through these two principles, humility and charity, that person feels and experiences contrition for his sins. What is contrition? It's an inner feeling that the Lord has gone ahead. The Lord has died for me. The Lord has done everything possible to help me. And I have not availed myself of this cascade of Graces and therefore I have seen, in spite of his love, in spite of his humility, that gap. Contrition is to be sorry for, for that, aware that I have not corresponded God's love. You remember, that morning, Peter and the apostles in the lake of Gennesaret, a huge amount of fish. Simon Peter, saying this, threw himself to the feet of Jesus and said, Get away from me, Lord, because I am a poor sinner. And it's because oh amazement has taken over in his heart. When I say, "Yes, sometimes it looks unusual why he said, "Go away from me," he should say, "Come to me, right?" The reason he said this is that Peter B is amazing, it's like a at that moment, he has clearly seen, because of the miracle, the sanctity of Jesus, the majesty of the Lord, and at the same time, he has seen his limitations as a poor sinner, as a sinner man. You see, this is contrition. He didn't want to say, go away, you don't want to. No, he is considering Lord, you are so high, and I am so low. I don't deserve to be in your presence. I don't deserve that you should love me. That's contrition. He was asking the Lord to separate himself because he thought that With the darkness of his own miseries he could not resist the radiant radiant light of Jesus' presence. He's facing the divinity of Jesus, manifested in that miracle of the fish he just saw. And with his words he is declaring, in indignity. His unworthiness to be in front of Jesus. To be told that you are Peter on this rock. To make him participate in his project of salvation. As the Lord does with each one of us Christians. So therefore, it's necessary. It's good. To make act of contrition often saint jose maria put it as a as an always norm little act of country and he himself practiced often this point i remember perhaps a personal experience i was quite young the vicar general of opus Dei in spain i was in madrid had just Arrived from Rome. Rome is only, I think, two hours of flight at that time. And of course, we youngsters asked him, Have you seen uh, the father, our founder? And he answered, Well, yes. I was coming down from the elevator, the two of us, and, and he was telling me, Every day I feel more and more the need to impersonate the prodigal son when he decided to go to his father's house? There it is. Don't you think that you and I have to impersonate also the prodigal son in his contrition, in his repentance? First, he left the piggery, actually, physically. That is, he went away from that. He rejected the occasion of sin. Not only recognized that it was ugly. No, no. He actually walked away from it. Walked away to the street. Did he wander around? Did he roam around? Roaming? No. The Gospel says, he went to the house of his father So, contrition includes first to cut off from the occasion of sin, and second to direct your steps towards the house of your Father. Am I conscious that I have been continuously beginning to redirect myself to God, to my Father, to realize? That he has included me in his project of salvation, and therefore I have to apply myself joyfully, because I have chosen by God to be a Christian joyfully, totally, because love is total, human love, which is not total is not human, is animal. the ugliness of our sins needs a point of reverence and this can only be the sanctity of jesus this is how you and i can realize how evil sin is the evil character of sin of mortal sin of any sin Only when we adore Jesus, I adore you with profound reverence, when we perceive the majesty of the Lord, when we realize his goodness, thank you, Lord, because you are light, and with your light you illumine me at this moment and always in my hesitant walking, Towards you, towards the house of my father, I told you, go away, but now I tell you, remain, remain with us, remain with me. The day is ended, it's ending, and it's becoming dark. Everything is lack of love. It's a treason to love. That's why we have to refer to the love of Jesus for us. And those acts of contrition are the best of all devotions of a Christian. That impersonating the prodigal son coming back to his father. Throughout the day. We don't imitate him when he said. I can do whatever I want with my share in the inheritance. We say, with that inheritance, I will put at the feet of the Lord, I will use it to get closer and closer. What does it mean? That with contrition, we feel move to use our freedom, because we are free. To use our, some people never use their freedom, they never, Make any decision in their life, they just allow themselves to be moved away by the tide like a cork floating in a river. No, we are not corks carried away by the stream, but we have to be arrows with a certain direction, and that direction is. Towards love, towards God, towards happiness, towards beauty, towards goodness. The arrow advances. We have to advance little by little, one step at a time. The first step, humility. The last step, charity. Saint Jose Maria says, Let us not forget the wretched miseries in our life, which are as constant as the ticking of a clock. Thus, we will always remember that our poor strength, attained by God's grace, is built with our weakness. We will not be afraid of our weakness because we will recognize this is what I am. And glory and majesty is what you are. Blessed be God forever. We will recognize I have sinned against heaven and before you. As the prodigal son said while he was thrown on the ground Embracing his Father. We have to remember our poor strength. We cannot be proud, presumptuous. We cannot say, no, no, that will not affect me. I I will never, never. Well, we have to add, if you are with me, Lord, if you continue sending me your fortitude, your strength, with contrition, we see the need to be humble. And we continuously turn to our God, saying, Through your goodness, you count on my littleness. And from this wretchedness, you draw forth something divine. You enkindle me like a coal in a fire, which is transformed into a burning ember. A ruby radiating light with contrition. We allow the Lord to ignite us. These are words of Saint Jose Maria. Like a black coal becomes resplendent, like a ruby don't you want to be a ruby why do you continue being a coal lord stay with us lead us to contrition because contrition leads us to friendship with god one was the prodigal son closest to his father when He recognized his sin and he was there on the ground embracing his father's knees. And his father embraced him with his two arms. He was his God. He was his father. And he allowed himself to be embraced by God, by his father. Don't you think you and I had to do likewise? So that he will tell us, from today onwards, he will be a fisher of men. Not just fish, material things, wealth, but beyond that fishing, yes, the same occupation, but something more. And they, being in the boats, they left everything behind and followed him. The gospel says, you see how effective contrition is in our advancement, in our, in, our, in our way to heaven, in our personal accomplishment, when we recognize our miseries. That way, our miseries don't separate us from God. Instead, they lead us to him. Just the same that when a little child falls to the ground headlong, doesn't get separated from his mother, this little ch- child shouts, "Mommy!" he shouts. And the mother comes, and he runs to his arm to her arms. If we have done something wrong, big or small, let's go running to God. The psalm says, cor contritum et humiliatum Deus non despetious. Lord, you will not despise a broken and contrite heart. I never would do that. You know, each person has a point that makes that person react. A few hours ago, a very famous soccer player, world soccer player, Maradona, died. He was already sick. And it seems that in some countries, in Italy, in Spain, it's the big news in the newspaper, were plenty of commentaries. Isn't it true that some of these people, when you talk to them about soccer, or about Maradona, or about Messi, uh-huh. they become especially sensitive to that, They react. Now Let's ask ourselves, what about God? What about Jesus, who is here with us? Does he have a point in which he gets attentive and react. Does he have any weakness? I'm joking because he's God. What is his preference? Is there anything that he cannot let it go? And the answer is yes. But don't tell anybody. God has a weakness. And that weakness is that he cannot contain his compassion towards a contrite heart. That's it. When a person comes to him, kneeling with the knees of his heart, and sincerely, sincerely asks for pardon, God shows that weakness of a father. He's moved to compassion. He forgives. Well, let's take advantage of it. Because we are, each one of us is that sinner approaching God, have mercy on us. But while he was yet at the distance, his father saw him, prodigal son, and had compassion, and ran and embraced him and kissed him. <clears throat> embraced him and kissed him. Is this a relationship? So, contrition leads us to strengthen that relationship with God, which is sanctity of life, holiness. It's a special relation, a special preferential treatment by God as a child of God. You see how contrition leads us closely to our Father God. Let us think of our mother the Virgin. Of course, she never had any sin because she is immaculate. Tomorrow we'll celebrate the Feast of Miraculous Medal. We can imagine Our Lady sending us all the graces from her son, from her open hands, leading us to contrition, advising us follow him, do whatever he tells you. I thank you, my God, for the good solutions of action.